the customer was very mad because his gastro wasn't working and he went back and saying that you know what i don't know what to do because the lady said that i can't i can't cook today for my family the customer service agent actually went out of what was the prescribed answer went ahead and ordered domino's pizza for the customers and said that we'll fix your gastro by tonight but till then i've ordered pizza for you so don't worry or for your family is taken care of Hello and welcome to this episode of Direct to a Billion Consumers. My name is Arjun Vaidya and I'm your host. Today I'm very excited to have Bharat Kalia. Bharat is the founder of Lifelong Online, a D2C brand disrupting the home and kitchen space. This is a space that has largely been dominated by large incumbents and so it takes a lot of guts to enter the space, one which these incumbents have thrived in for a very long time. What excites me most about this conversation is that Lifelong is not just a an urban brand. and goes deep into india like dr vedyas did so i'm very excited to have you on the show bharat thank you so much arjun super excited to do this it's great talking to you so bharat like most of us d2c founders you left a corporate job to enter this space yours was a consulting job mine was a private equity job so tell me what excited you so much about this space that you were ready to leave your job and, and sort of go go head on into the space this was 5 years back it seems like a lifetime now but it was actually timing and i think it that plays a big role in in business digitization was increasing reliance you had happened and we were entering a world where decision making was moving from a retailer led model to a review led model if you could call call it that and that's what we actually saw as an opportunity we were also encouraged with what was happening around Xiaomi had done what they done to Samsung and we felt that some of the home and kitchen categories were absolutely untouched you know the products that i was using were the same that my parents used and that's that's what pulled the you know that's what encouraged us to pull the trigger and, and take the leap and and start getting into the category and once we got in we realized that there was so much to do and there was so much we could do on the product there was so much we could do for the customer here and and we've never looked back after that that's very interesting but you know bharat from the outside this space is dominated by really large brands i started this podcast tell stories of brands like yours coming into these spaces and disrupting the status quo but tell me were you guys ever fearful of historically large entrenched incumbents and how do you guys sort of think when you started of taking these guys on to be honest i think one of the reasons we started and we got into the space was because it was dominated by large legacy brands there was a reason why there were no new brands in this space and i'm personally a very strong believer that direct to customer brands have a very different dna we are supremely data driven as a company almost all decision making in the company happens with a lot of data and driven by what customers want and given we are direct to customers we have great access to you know talking to customers day in and day out and we could do this because we had a chance to talk directly to our customers it's not something that the large brands do it's not it's not in their operating model and you know leaders take decisions not by what they feel not by what their gut shows but by by what customers want what is important to them what products do are they searching for what specs are they searching for how important is delivery time how do they want service what media they consume and that's that's the different dna you know that we brought to the table and to your question that's what encouraged us and i think it's important to fear your competition it's important to see what they're doing but the fact that they were only large brands was one of the reasons why we thought this was an opportunity but you know for me i think that disruption is key right so so when you started you initially got into the home and kitchen space 
what were these gaps that you initially saw and and how did you plan to plug these when you sort of started off like i said arjun we are we are extremely data back and even even gap finding is is data back I, i'll take you through a little bit on on how we work right we built systems to look at search trends look at conversion trends and and we love search spikes we love spikes where people are searching by low conversion that's that's the definition of gap for us and and you know post this we've built a fairly strong system where i can tell you with a lot of confidence on if if a certain customer is is searching for a product what features they're looking for what geographies they come from what specs are important to them what or not i'll give you i'll give you an example here one of our most recent categories was the treadmill and when we started looking at search spikes conversion was fairly low and one of the reasons conversion was low in tier 2 tier 3 markets was because shipping was extremely expensive the other thing we figured out was that treadmills took up most of the living room for people and those were the incentives on which we built our product to say could we create a product that solved for both of these we created one of we created india's first foldable treadmill we cut shipping costs in half and you could simply just you know fold your treadmill once you bought it and push it under your sofa under your bed and it, it saved it your living room and so that's the kind of gap finding we do and that's the kind of gaps on which we we build products on So I think what you're saying here is is basically data driven and customer insights driven. And I read also that customer insights are very important for your brand and and you gave us an example of this. But when you go into someone's home it's a very personal connection, right? So how much do you talk to customers because data is one thing, but really understanding that shipping is a problem or space is a problem can only come from actually talking to these customers. So how do you actually talk to customers and find out these gaps? Most important, Arjun, it's it's slightly counterintuitive while you know being a direct to customer brand being supremely data driven given you know our background as co-founders data is very important but it's sometimes only 50% of the picture and having that qualitative insight with customers is what completes the picture most often i take a lot of pride in saying that we are a team of great listeners we are maniacal about what the customer has to say so from the customer service agents to product managers to marketing to me everybody spends time with the customers we spend time on complaint calls we spend time on feature calls we spend time on anything new that we are doing we will pick up the phone individually with 10 20 30 customers and complete the 50% picture that that the data is drawing and once we have that complete only then do we do we take important big decisions there's also another element of it i think it creates a lot of relatability to our customers it creates empathy a lot of the team really gets into depth of how customers are using this products what pain do they feel if something goes bad how important is you know resolving those complaints very quickly it's one thing having a great nps but it's another thing really relating to your customer on if the if the gas stove is not working and they have to order in food and so how important it is to solve complaints in, in 24 hours versus 48 hours versus it's, it's just hours on data but that's where the real empathy comes from you know since you've spent so much time with customers and and solving problems for customers can you tell me about one customer conversation that really sort of hit home or something that you always will remember so couple actually one is actually the customer story but not a direct conversation we were doing a review for our customer service and this is this is sometime back and uh, not recent but customer service agent the customer was very mad because his gas stove wasn't working and he went back and saying that you know what i don't know what to do because the lady said that i can't i can't cook today for my family the customer service agent actually went out of what was the prescribed answer went ahead and ordered domino's pizza for the customers 
and said that we'll fix your gas stove by tonight but till then i've ordered pizza for you so don't worry or for your family is taken care of so that that those are the kind of stories that actually supremely supremely encourage me and and those are the kind of stories that we want going through the organization that's really interesting and that's the fun of the business we're creating right to be able to get to talk to customers and to be able to really sort of create customer delight as well so you know you started from home and kitchen another brand is in health and wellness sports and fitness personal grooming and now you ventured into smart home and large appliances these are really difficult products to create right they're not just like very easy products that you can just think of and create so tell us how you guys look at npd and how you come up with these new products so and like i said gaps we look at data to find these gaps a lot of the npd starts at at search data at conversion data and once we see these spikes that's when we go back to the drawing board to say can we fulfill our customers needs based on these spikes and that's where our team comes into play you know even our founding team is uniquely set up for this both varun and i come from a very customer backward background atul comes from extremely deep product development manufacturing expertise and we are able to take this back to you know our factories and see if we can create prototypes that solve for these customer needs this could be a fast charging trimmer it could be a foldable treadmill it could be a gas stove that uses auto ignition at the cost of a normal gas stove and once we have these insights we can take it back to the factory to see you know if this can be these problems can be solved and if it can be that's when we you know we get into our dna of experimenting we experiment a lot we do so much beta testing with real customers that we unless we are sure of a bet working we will not we will not go into it and one of the reasons why we have a high success rate on on these bets is that we do so much beta testing with our existing customer base it's one of the reasons why we've been able to you know fundamentally create a fairly capital efficient business also because a it's data backed b a lot of the experimentation happens with real customers and only you know when once both things check out is when a product is launched and you know i assume that demonstration was is is very important for this category but given the pandemic this was a sort of reduced significantly i've seen a lot of digital content that the brand has created was this a quick adapt or something you guys had been working on for a very long time in terms of sort of showing the customer how to use the products we've been doing that from the beginning arjun and it's it's very important to what we do like i said in the beginning we are we are in a in a world where the influencer is moving from the retailer to a review driven world customers spend so much time searching customers spend so much time comparing and that's what also gives us the edge over over some of the legacy brands in the category you know i i've been on calls with customers where they bought 1500 to be mixer grinder but have an excel sheet of comparing specs across brands and you know those are the things that click right we should have that comparison up for the customer why is the guy making the excel sheet on his own and our job is to make sure that we create the online buying experience as close to the offline experience he would have had all of the questions he had for the retailer we, he should be able to answer those by looking at our our product listing and and that's what we try and do we try and create as close an experience as close an offline experience for the customer in the online world which eventually you know leads to better conversions for us very interesting and i think you know i do that for flights at least but i've, I've never seen someone do this for products so it's amazing that you guys see the insight and then and then make the experience easier for customers but you know we were discussing this sarath in our in our previous chat right this brand goes deeper than the top 10 cities and and that's what we did at optimizers as well so tell us how you sort of think of marketing to such a broad base of customers and how the brand resonates across the country 
I think the first point there, Arjun, is that that's my take on brands and D2C brands. These days, if you have, you need to have a paying customer for your product and the customer needs to have an exceptional experience at the end of it. And I think once once both of these two things check out, there is there is a business to be made and, and potentially scaled. And, and that's what we are doing, right? And as we started moving, we realized that the pain points that Bharat had that existed outside the top 10 cities were far more than what were there in the big cities. Coupled with a lot of the growth coming from those cities, you know, we took the decision to actually maniacally focus on on those customers, the customers that were really underserved, right? The large brands, the big brands weren't really focusing on. And once we started going deeper, we realized that we could cater a proposition which was extremely honest and extremely focused on on this TG and you know like Indians Indians love a great deal we make products that customers absolutely love our D2C efficiency gives our customers a price point that is usually sweeter than large brands and India loves Acha product, acha price point, right? And that's given us the liberty to continue to build products for this TG over and over again. 75% of what we sell is outside the top 10 cities. 50% of what we sell goes to cities where populations are under 1 million. And those are the customers we understand. Those are the customers we build for. And that's why we grow. And it's very interesting. Some of Sometimes you get surprised. You know, we, we stay in the big cities and have a perception of customers in India. We get surprised every day what media they're consuming. How much time they're spending on which website? How much time they're spending on which form of, you know, short video? This is a debate I had with my team as well. Quite a bit. Right? Yeah. So how do you get your big city team to think like a Bharat customer, right? Because you have big city customers, but you also have customers outside the top 10 schools. So how do you actually work on, on getting your big city team to think like this? I wish I had that solved, Arjun. I, it's a constant endeavor. But there are things that, I, that that we do, right? Again, I think I've been made this point a couple of times. Data drives a lot of this. You know, there's extremely good reports now on, on what media this TG is consuming. There are extremely good reports now on what they like, what they don't like. But, but that's on one side. What we really try and do is spend time. And I think I haven't found a better substitute to spending time with this, with this TG. We encourage people to travel. We did a small launch in Bihar before the pandemic. Both Varun and I spent two weeks each in Bihar on the bike of salespeople going counter to counter. And we are not an offline brand, by the way. Just did that to get to the depth of what the customers want and, and what they look for. And I haven't, it's 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 not the sexiest answer, but I haven't found a better substitute to just spending time with those customers to really understand what they're doing. I totally agree with you on that one. So I want to ask you a question on marketing now. What's your favorite product marketing or general marketing campaign that you guys have done over the last five years? So we did a get fit fight lady campaign with Milan Soman with tier two tier three markets and it actually it actually blew me on how much people engaged on the idea of fighting lazy and, and getting fit. It just showed us, you know, how India is changing. It just showed us on how quickly the trends around fitness, the trends around health are changing. It's it's no more a big city trend where eating fit and exercising is a, is a trend. Like the importance of it was immense across India and it's it's led to us getting into subcategories that weren't part of our plans in the first couple of years. So that's the data that came out of out of that actually actually blew everybody away. You know, asking you a question on, on team and how you guys work together. I worked with my wife and we were sort of co-founders. Although I wouldn't say co-founders because my dada was the founder, I guess, of our brand. But if you could call us that we were co-founders. So how do the three of you allocate responsibilities while sort of still working towards this larger goal? 
goal drives everything arjun happy customer we have a very very simple mission that we are all on which is creating happy customers and as co-founders we play to our strengths towards that goal just dividing responsibility i take care of a lot of customer facing world varun's fantastic with getting to the depth of product understanding you know how the mechanics of the factories are working and making sure the supply is running and you know atul on the other hand has so much experience on manufacturing that it makes it real to create foldable treadmills in a 60 day new product development cycle and i think we all play to our strengths to to make customers happy but it actually doesn't end there for me you know for me after a certain point i think it's our teams that make or break businesses and not just the work they put in but the energy that they that they bring to the table and and it's it's almost magical how a small group of people can come up with a business happy customers in the end that creates uh, you know value for everybody around so really really interesting insights and i think what i take away from the conversation overall is data but if you were to look at sort of the future of our industry of d2c of consumer brands evolving in india over the next 5 years and i know data will be extremely important any other trends that you see over the next 5 years that will sort of capture this the imagination of customers and be very important for brands to look at in the future of our d2c industry i think macro we all understand that the amount of demand that's going to flow in is going to be insane it's it's the best time there could be to create a d2c brand in the country you know one thing i would stress on is is not using generic trends i think one thing i would stress on is to have many will focus on making sure you have happy customers while demand will obviously increase it will also increase competition and given the amount of data you generate and the amount of interaction you generate with customers as d2c brands there is no more need to create generic solutions to create broad based solutions the most specific your solutions are for customers be it product development be it supply chain be it manufacturing be it marketing be it customer service everything the more successful you are the more customer backward you are and if every decision is made with the in the center you will most likely get it right the other thing which i am passionate about is creating fundamentally strong businesses and i know every business is is different but you know as d2c brands we are eventually it's important to create you know fundamentally strong businesses which are which are capital efficient which not only grow but grow sustainably and that's something that i feel very is very important in the, in the way brands are coming up in the country and, and like i said there's, there's no better time to create d2c brands than India sir yeah i'm just going to repeat that there is no better time to create d2c brands in india and as bharat said demand is going to be insane so so great time to get into it bharat as as we end this conversation i actually have a tradition on this podcast we do a quick rapid fire rounds so you got to tell me the first word that comes to your mind when i say these things what's your favorite brand lifelong right now other than lifelong wakefit what's your go to brand at a grocery store vedika right now online or offline consumption easy one i guess online only Android or iOS for you? iOS user. What's the app you spend the most time on? My sales charts. <laughs> And since we can't travel right now, which is the first place you want to go to when the world opens? Back to Bihar and meet more customers. You heard it. Maniac will focus on customers from Bharat. It's been a pleasure to have you on this conversation, and thanks to all of you for listening. Until the next episode, I'd love to hear back from you on feedback, questions, or anything else. I'm available on Instagram at abvedya and on LinkedIn at Arjun Vedya, and I'd love to chat. Also, don't forget to click the subscribe icon, and if you like what you heard, please click the share button and share with family and friends. We're nothing without our listeners. It's been an amazing conversation, Bharat. Thanks so much for taking out the time, and stay safe and stay healthy. Thank you so much, Arjun. It was a pleasure doing this. 